0: Welcome to Home Space and Reason, a podcast about creating a home that thrives. Hi there, I'm Christina Browning, your host. If you know your home could be so much more than it is, I discuss home functionality, aesthetics, and automation. I'm the home functionality coach and realtor. I geek out on various subjects regarding your home and yard, challenging you to think of your space differently to get the most out of every square foot. I post questions for you to think through about your space and your reason. This podcast is all positive, offering you virtual fist bumps and celebrating every win. Remember, there's no such thing as perfect, but you can still aim for your best every day. In this episode, let's discuss home functionality, aesthetics, and automation. Hey, thanks for joining me today. Let's talk about goals and personal development. It's one of my most favorite topics because your brain is the most powerful thing you have. People get rich beyond their wildest dreams because of their minds, because of their choices. They made those choices first in their mind. How the next 12 months rolls out depends on your mind and how you choose to think. Sometimes hearing something in a new way allows you to think of it differently. Aesthetics, organization, and automation all mixed in a pot together make the stew that I call home functionality. Once upon a time, you hired an interior designer in the 1970s or 80s to make your home opulent and beautiful. It was designed to the point that it wasn't even something that you could live in. It was more of a museum of sorts in those days. In contrast, if you think of a home that is completely practical, it probably lacks beauty when you think of a home that's ultra organized, it doesn't necessarily have all of the aesthetics that you might think of in a truly beautiful home. Many bins and labels does not necessarily equate to beauty. I am suggesting you can have all of these things at once Your home can be aesthetically pleasing, your things can occupy a smaller footprint, and one item can serve many purposes so that it's organized and highly functional. What if you thought of your home like a business, setting it up to succeed so that when you happen to be absent for a week, or two, or three, or four, do all the players, the teammates in my home know where things are? Are things easy to find because they're relatively categorized? Is my meal prep and shopping process fairly turnkey? Now, if you answered no to any of these questions, these are really great and reasonable goals to set yourself up to succeed so the family doesn't depend on any one leg of the table too much. I think it's also interesting to think of it in terms of business because when you take all the emotion out of it, Sometimes it helps you to step back and pragmatically see where your weak links are. Sometimes it helps to imagine taking one person out of your equation due to a freak accident, illness, whatever, life happens. And what would happen if this human wasn't around for a week or two or more? Making adjustments to how your home is organized, what players participate in daily or weekly chores, Maybe they even rotate so everyone essentially knows how to do everything. And really, let's face it, if you have kids, you're raising these little humans to be self-sufficient anyways. So this is a great exercise, something to chew on. It's also interesting to think of it in terms of empty nesting because if you had a big family... Now pared down to two people and one of those people were to suddenly be gone for whatever reason, do you both have access and passwords to all the things? Would you know what to do? Do you have a plan? All this does is give you peace of mind. I want to encourage you to think about your home and what your choices are communicating both to yourself and others in your life. Since spaces can reflect who we are, we can also make intentional decisions about it so it shapes us and who we want to become. This is not the I'm going to lose 10 pounds kind of goal. This is a thing you can put on your list and actually complete. It is something that has the power to help you succeed in your other goals. Maybe that other goal is to lose 10 pounds. Do you have a space to be active in your home? Do you have great earth-friendly containers so you can food prep healthy options ahead of time so you aren't having to stop and get fast food when timing is suddenly tight? Set your home up so you succeed with whatever goal it is you have in mind. If your spaces aren't matching who you want to be, think of how you might change them to support that. Whether you think you can or you can't, you are right. Keep taking some sort of action every day, and one day you'll look back and notice how far you've come. Here's a thought experiment. I want you to close your eyes and think about your kitchen as neat and tidy as it's ever been. Got that vision? Now, I want you to imagine breakfast happening, coffee maybe, your life rolling out from your bedroom into your kitchen and do you pack lunch? Do you pack lunch for your kiddos or is it prepped already? Now fill in the blank for me, what happens next in that space? And then someone gets the mail, people start coming back home for perhaps lunch or dinner. Now tell me what your kitchen looks like at this very moment in time, it's frozen. What is on the countertops? Are you a clean-as-I-go person or no? Look, there is no wrong answer here. But if you imagine things all over the place, like a bomb exploded, children's artwork from school, lunches coming out of backpacks half-eaten, mail being opened and made into piles, remnants of snacks and crumbs, whatevs, this is your typical day. Put it into a box in your mind, and close the lid. Next, I want you to envision doing one thing, one project that helps your home to handle your life better. Whether it's getting up the wire baskets on the wall to sort you and your partner's mail so that it doesn't land in the kitchen, or whatever it may be, envision the same day going down. The crumbs are still there, all the stuff is still there, except for The eight pieces of paper that used to sit on the counter now have a home. This is your day after having completed one baby step toward a better functioning home. Congratulations! Now put that in a box in your mind and close that lid. Next, I want you to look around at the same kitchen at the end of the same day we keep replaying. And tell me what the next big offender of chaos is. Whatever that is, what is our solution? Have I discussed it yet? Do you know what to do that will help you? And if so, imagine it done. The day plays out and suddenly there is no more papers on the counter and there are no more shoes to fall over either because you put in those custom shoe racks in between the house and the garage Or you put up a coat hook so that your coats no longer get piled on the back of your couch. The house is less chaotic. One baby step at a time. Now put it in a box in your mind and close the lid. Now if you tell me you don't have time to embark on any projects, with air quotes, I want you to open box one in your mind and replay that first chaotic day. That day will happen to infinity and beyond because you cannot expect different results without different behavior. You must do different to have a different outcome. What I've just stepped through is how progress is made in your home. And each small baby step that you make time for, start to finish, do not start another project unless you have finished your first one. You will look up at the end of a month and I'll be a monkey's uncle if you haven't made a giant leap toward a whole different lifestyle. Suddenly you aren't living in a crap hole because the coat hook is doing its part or the shoe shelves are holding the shoes. There's no tripping, there's no feeling like you have no countertop left to cook on because your daily onslaught of paper is handled. Dare I say cooking is actually enjoyable on some days? Maybe you are loving the new skillet that you invested in. So imagine small baby step type projects and how much more free time you will have, how much less frustration you'll have, how much cleaner your house will stay on its own so that you can do things more spontaneously when the neighbor stops by or when you have a moment to steal away with your partner and cut the dahlias off before the first big rain comes. Magic starts happening in this space, several imaginary boxes down in this process. But if you focus on all the boxes, you get frozen with an insurmountable job. So I focus on one step, one box, one baby step that I can do now, today, this week, or next, that will make a difference in the daily happenings around our house. You get credit for also addressing the ugly powder room that you've been embarrassed about for what seems like 10 years. Put some paint on the wall. Set yourself up a vision board for it. Get the art. Do what you need to do so you can pat yourself on the back and confidently show your guests to the powder room without apologizing out of embarrassment because it's still not done even though we moved in nine years ago. Even if you've never been the person that finishes anything, ever. You can rewrite who you are and what you expect out of yourself one baby step at a time. I am capable. I'm going to keep doing this project until it is finished. Enough already. I can do anything and I am a finisher. As of today, I am a finisher. I am a finisher I am a finisher. Much like a recovery program, you can only focus on today. Make progress today. And then keep making that progress every day, one day at a time, until you're done. Tony Robbins reminds us that if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. So stay committed to your decisions, but stay flexible in your approach. People, if something isn't working for you, that doesn't mean you bail. It means that one approach didn't work. Keep tweaking until it does. I was the teenager who loathed P.E., I hated changing into shorts. I didn't like being cold and the gym was always cold. I felt fat. I compared myself to every human in there. I was painfully insecure at the time and I wish I could just go back and hug myself. (laughs) I came out of high school knowing I was the opposite of an athlete, whatever that is. At one point, I married a very fit man, and he introduced me to the gym and I still felt like it was his thing, not my thing. I tried to like it, fast forward through a divorce and eight years later, and a very traumatic thing happened. I found myself in love, left my job in p r to open my own business in this new city where he lived, and move in with this human. I sold my home, and its contents were in a truck on its way to this new city. Except I got a call from a gal he'd been seeing for months, and my world fell apart. He was paying for the truck expense, so my things were held hostage once he knew that I knew— I clearly was not moving into his house. I found myself without a home to live in, without a job to go to, and owing $5,000 to a trucking company to move my things across state lines. I realized then that I had three choices. Take some good drugs to escape it, drink my sorrows away, or start running. I started running, despite not being an athlete, It became my therapy of choice. I started removing the excuses. Shoes didn't feel right. I got different shoes. Earbuds fell out of my ears, so I found ones that go over the top so they can't fall out. Sweat burns my eyes. And there are so many cute sweat bands out there to be had now. I was tired of my old music, So I subscribed to a music service. I realized I had a billion excuses, and once I worked past every one of them, I was an athlete after all. I had to call my own bluff. I am also a box checker, so I worked my way through checking the boxes of the Helvetia Half Marathon, a full Portland Marathon, the Hood to Coast, and the Shamrock Run. Fast forward again and I'm married to an honest man, thank goodness. We simply commit to the annual Oregon City 5K as a family with my now 7-year-old. He runs it as well. I tell you this story because it took the floor falling out from under me to find the kahunas that I had to face my excuses and accept them no more. You can have your excuses or you can have success. You can't have both. That's from Jen Sincero, a great author who wrote, You are a bad ASS, in case kids are listening, how to stop doubting your greatness and start living an awesome life. If you feel like you need some more inspiration, she's funny as all get out and the book is available on Audible if you'd rather listen. I highly recommend it. It's quite literally my most favorite book of all time. Let's touch on automation quickly. If you have a smart home device A, as in A-L-E-X-A, you can now say, play the Home Space and Reason podcast by Apple and easily listen to this podcast on any echo or dot. You can also say, play Home Space and Reason from yesterday on Apple Podcasts or play the previous episode. It's really exciting that they've made this easier. I want to revisit episode one because there are some wonderful nuggets here that could be goals for you for a month or a year. Let's be honest and confess up front, the average person only makes it 12 days into their goal before quitting. But goals don't always have to be set on January 1st. So no matter when you are listening to this podcast, start with envisioning your best life and then work backwards and create a space to support that person's life, that best version of you. In the next 12 months, I will create a home that thrives and I'm going to set myself up to succeed by breaking down my goals into smaller bite-sized pieces. This episode is going to be a little different. This is a time for questions, so go get your paper and pen, but this is going to be a list of things that you might have already checked off. And those that you haven't, but resonate with you, you can write those down. Number one Have you started a family album for yourself or came up with a way to manage all your photos? In episode 8, we talk about managing sentimental things, and one of the ways that I manage family memories is to create a family album that starts January 1st and runs all the way to December 31st each year. The beauty of it is, is that it contains more than just photos. If you haven't listened to episode 8 yet, have a listen, and there's another bonus video episode that accompanies it labeled 8B, which goes into more depth about the how-to of the family album concept. Number two, do you have a way to automatically back up your computer so you don't lose precious images or you're not relying on your own memory to do this? If not, what are you waiting for? Maybe do this one thing this week. If you're a Mac user, you should have an external drive set up as a time machine. And if you don't know what that is, look it up on YouTube. It couldn't be much more simple. If you're looking at your phone right now and shaking your head, telling me that isn't going to happen in the next six months, then let me offer you the next best thing. Google the photo stick. It's a USB stick that contains the amazing software and storage that makes it easy to find all your photos and videos on your Mac or PC and easily save them to the USB stick. Plug it in, hit go. The Photo Stick protects your photo and video memories that are on your Windows or Mac computer. No excuses, just do it, especially if you have baby photos that aren't anywhere else, including the cloud. Just go do it now. Number three, does your home reflect and enhance your personalities? If you are an outgoing, bright, vibrant human being that jokes all the time and you have a beige home, maybe rethink that. Number four, does your home support the passions of every person living under your roof? Number five, does your home feel and function as a haven to recuperate and launch you into whatever your heart can dream up next? Number six, now I want you to envision the outside of your home, looking at you with a cartoon face and her hand on her hip, eyebrow raised, quoting a Janet Jackson song, What Have You Done For Me Lately? Do you have some home maintenance that needs tending to? Be honest with yourself. If you do, add this to your list. Does your home support your relationships and encourage quality time together, as in not staring at the TV but actually interacting in some way? The last one is Do you have time for fun within the walls of your home? And if you do, but it hasn't happened, examine why. Look at schedules. Maybe you need to implement family game night on the same night each week or family cook night. Maybe you've tried doing the thing you envisioned in the space you created for it, but for one or several reasons, it didn't feel right and so you never did it again. Examine why. Have a second and third and fourth look and keep tweaking until it works for you. Let's talk briefly about a really important part in goal setting, accountability. One of the reasons why I love Orange Theory Fitness is because they charge an amount that is painful enough that I cannot be lazy or passive about going. You set your intentions by signing up for the dates and times that you want to attend the classes in advance, and if you don't show up, you get charged an additional $12 per no-show, at least where I live. You have to cancel 24 hours in advance in order to avoid the charge. This is brilliant. It is the ultimate way to set your intentions up And hold yourself accountable. This works for me because it does make me show up every single day that I intended to. Now, there are versions for this elsewhere in your life that you can figure out your own accountability version for yourself. If you can figure out how your mind works to set yourself up to succeed, accountability is key in sticking to your plan. If you're unable to figure out what your solution is for a particular space that you've been stewing over for months or years, I can actually be the accountability that you need because I have coaching sessions available online and that may be what you need to put a plan in place and then follow up for holding yourself accountable. Accountability is key, accompanying any goal you put in place for yourself. There are people who hire fitness coaches for this very reason, to hold themselves accountable. I am a home coach and I serve the same purpose, but in a different area of your life. Outline your apprehensions, your frustrations, and goals, and let's get a real tangible solution with a timeline. Another thing that would benefit the entire world is if each of us showed more gratitude. One way you can use your automation to show gratitude is to set up your smart home to recite a thank you once a week or more and remind your partner how much you value them. Each night at dinner prep time, my husband set up a thank you. And it says, we appreciate you. And I smile every time it comes on. Now, it shouldn't replace the human showing you, but my partner does often tell me that he appreciates me. So it's an extra warm fuzzy that I love, and it brings a smile to my face every single night. Thank you, Christina, for cooking dinner. We appreciate you and all your hard work. If you can use your smart device in that way, more gratitude in the world is not a bad thing. Your home is the framework for your life and the average American spends 87% of their life indoors. That means what is happening in your home is very important including how it functions, how you feel in the space, and whether it brings you and your family frustration and stress or pleasure and support. We all have a desire for similar things wonderful smells, a feeling of belonging, and reassurance that everything is going to be okay. We want to know that we matter and that we're heard. We want deeper meaning. We want to thrive. But you have to set yourself up for success here. Build a space to thrive in. You are building and creating the framework for your life to happen. It's worth considering it. What lights you up and do you have space for that where you live? What baby steps have you taken since listening to those first podcasts? And be honest. If your answer is none, that's okay. Get more ninja with yourself on your progress and say, Self, I'm going to make you a deal. You see that Instagram post of the dreamy vacation at the beach you want to take? Well, self, you can't have that vacation until you complete one whole baby step worth of progress in our home. Don't make it unattainable, but make it a thing, enough of a thing that you will see a change in how your home functions when it's done. Have you taken steps so that the inside of your home makes you and your people feel easy and relaxed? Seek out handmade goods, leather, wood, earthy and subdued colors and lovely textures to help with this. It helps feel easy, it helps feel relaxed. Bring in the greenery and the plant lights if necessary. As usual, I'm happy to put myself in the hot seat. I suck at letting piles accumulate on my desk. It's all the things that need to be done, but there's something higher on the priority list for me to do right now, so it goes on my desk. And if it's out of sight, it's out of mind. So for me, I force myself to look at the pile so I know what I need to do. The problem is, just like you, life happens and suddenly weeks have gone by. The pile gets bigger and then smaller, but I have yet to really come up with a comprehensive solution. The only things I'm focused on are my real estate clients and my coaching clients. But if any of you are in business, you know there is so much more to pay attention to. I've tried. The solutions I have tried so far for this particular puzzle have failed for me. But just because those ideas didn't work doesn't give me permission to stop trying. Just because I get five-star ratings from my real estate clients and my coaching clients are thrilled doesn't make the pile on my desk any smaller. Those are the things that bug me. They fall to the bottom of my priority list because it doesn't involve other people. Something else will work. I just have to keep tweaking it until I find the thing that works for my space, for my brain. And so I'm setting out to make that happen today. Before I do anything else, I am making a baby step in this puzzle right now. I am so sick to death of seeing that pile because it's never gone. And it always reminds me of how much I have to do. So... I created some files to hold that stuff that's important. It sits in a neat and tidy organizer on the top of my desk. Out of sight, out of mind, I've got to see it. And then I started using Trello for things I simply need to remember to do. I have made progress, but the pile continues to reappear. Baby steps, I remind myself, because I have made progress. Remember that your external world is a reflection of your internal world. Be careful of your thoughts. Keep them positive and choose to thrive with intentional thinking. Choose to do what it takes to get to a place where your home just rocks. In function, in aesthetics, and in comfort. You are not aiming for perfection since there's no such thing as perfect. Just listening to this podcast is a start, but unless you take real action, you won't see the improvement in home functionality that you desire. Take the things that resonated with you from our earlier list and make a vision board or at minimum a written list with the goals you have for yourself to make sure your objectives become reality. People who don't define their goals in a written or visual way often don't achieve them. Keep them in front of you. Break them down into bite-sized hors d'oeuvres. Christina, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. Looking at a massive list is overwhelming, but breaking one thing down into 12 pieces that you can accomplish over 12 weeks is doable. Then focus on one day at a time. Hopefully, everyone listening has become more aware about how their consumerism negatively impacts the planet. So remember to be intentional about your choices when you purchase and enjoy the experience of owning less. Resist the temptation to buy a new kitchen clock when the one you have works just fine. I know that one you just saw with the thin rose gold frame is modern and beautiful, but think twice. If you decide to move forward with it, Be sure to gift that useful clock forward on the Buy Nothing Facebook group so that it doesn't go into a landfill or in massive bins at the Goodwill. Re-examine your list of personal values and make sure the choices you're making for your home reflect those values. If you say you value music within your home, are your instruments accessible and do you make time for it? Do you have nice speakers to appreciate the nuances of that particular vintage recording you just found in the record store? Your personal development plan is not just about your home, it's who you want to be, who your partner wants to be, and what kind of things in our house will support that. We want to bike to work more, so we need to get our bike racks where they're more easily accessible. We need to buy commuter pants that I can change out of when I get to work. I need a water bottle holder mounted on my bike. Whatever is standing in the way, tweak it, change it, adjust it again and again until you're commuting by bike more. If you have a gym membership and you aren't going, why? What bugs you when you go? Do you need a more stringent plan? I will walk or run on the treadmill for 30 minutes but because I find the time drags by, I will look up what good TV show is on that I want to watch and head to the gym at that time so I can watch it on the treadmill to pass time faster. I will start resistance training more but I'm intimidated so I will ask the trainer at the desk to show me one new machine per week. I don't make the time to go to the gym at all, so I will start making myself deals. I will go on Monday, Wednesday and Friday every week without fail and if I do that, I get a non-food related reward. This could be a special bubble bath bomb or a massage once a month or whatever floats your boat. Counter your excuses with solutions. Here's another Tony Robbins quote that I love so much. If you talk about it, it's a dream. If you envision it, it's possible. But if you schedule it, it's real. I want to read you one more thing from Jen Sincero. She says, I've seen many cases where people get so obsessed with their issues that they spend years journaling, going to retreats, weepily deconstructing their inner selves, As an excuse not to take giant scary leaps forward. So, I want to encourage you to do both at the same time investigate your BS and take forward action. I don't know if you've noticed, but I pushed myself to learn more about the production of these podcasts. And in doing so, I went back and updated every single one. So if you can think of someone that might like this podcast, let them know to start on episode one. They are better than ever. Have you subscribed to this podcast? It's one bite-sized way to keep the life you're aiming for in the forefront of your mind. I hope to inspire you by asking good questions and always, always keeping it positive. Do you know that you can hire me no matter where you live? If you're stuck on one particular area of your home... I do FaceTime consults to help you with your space and your reasoning. If you happen to live in the greater metro Portland, Oregon area, and you'd like to hire me as your home coach in person or as your realtor, reach out to me at Christina with a K at spaceandreason.com. If you're more of an Instagram or Twitter person, message or follow me at Spaceandreason. Thanks for sitting in on this conversation about creating a home that thrives. Good luck with your vision boards. I make a new one every year and it's about that time for me too. I'll meet you back here for the next episode.